Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray. And folks, we are broadcasting from inside Renaissance Bank in beautiful Alpharetta. And if you are looking for a better banking experience for your business, if you've been mega banked way too many times, and you know what I mean by that, if you're at one of those big institutions that uh, maybe has lost their personal edge, here's what I would suggest. Go to renaissancebank.com, find one of their local offices, and give them a call. And I think what you'll find once you connect with one of their uh, great bankers is that Renaissance is big enough to handle pretty much any need you can throw at them, but small enough to do it in a personal way. That's been my experience, and I think it will be yours. Renaissance Bank, understanding you, member FDIC. And now I want to welcome Ronnie Kenyatta. Ronnie is with RK Strength Training. Ronnie, welcome. Good to be here. Thank you, John. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Let's talk about you and your company. How are you serving folks out there? Well, I'm trying to build uh, better athletes. I like to say complete athletes. Mm -hmm. You know, um, my story, I'm originally from Chevrolet, Maryland, a small city outside of uh, D.C. Okay. And we moved to Richmond, Virginia. And there, I guess I began my journey. I always wanted to, I thought I wanted to be a pro athlete, but obviously that wasn't going to happen. Mm. Love training. So I went to school for that exercise science, Radford University in the West, West, Southwest Virginia. Uh-huh. Did that and I graduated. And like I said, I wanted to work in sports. I knew I had to get some experience. So I'm from Maryland, love Maryland Terps, but something was always there for me about the Georgia Tech. Maybe it's the colors. Really? Yeah, yeah. The colors. I don't know. I was there, you know, during the Mark Price. Uh, uh, what's the name? I can't think of the coach. Cremens, Bobby Cremens. Yeah, Bobby Cremens. Yeah. yeah Those were the glory days. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, I just love Georgia Tech. So I uh-huh. called them up. I called them up and um, said, do you guys, are you guys uh, do internships? They said yes. So they hired me. I moved from Virginia down to, uh, down here to good old Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Went down there, interned for a while, and it was going smoothly. And the NSCA, which is like the governing body, you can call it of my profession, National Strength Conditioning Association, mm-hmm. um, went there at a convention, and I just happened to be sitting next to the head strength coach for the Mets. I asked him what I have to do to get on. He said, uh, well, you need to intern. Intern, and they hired me. Mm. So I did that for a while. Things things are looking great. Second year um, in with the Mets, I was diagnosed with a kidney disease, FSGS. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's the same thing Alonzo Morning had. Oh, wow. For me, it was, yeah. So um, I went with that for to about 2013. So mm-hmm. my kidney function was diminishing the entire time. Mm. 2013, I just couldn't do it anymore. So I told the Mets I was going to retire. Mm-hmm. And um they were kind enough to fly fly me up to a a natural kidney doctor up in uh, Rhode Island. Mm. Yeah, and she said, uh, "If you don't stop, you're not going to make it." So, really? Yeah, she told me. So wow. At that point, I was okay because sleep was a major issue. I had I was just trying to get through spring training. I made it through, and once we got to, we were in Vegas. I was with the AAA team. Uh, we were in Vegas, and it was tough just getting through the season, mm-hmm. you know. But I made it through, and I came home. And it was just, you know, avoiding my, it was a, I didn't know what to do. It 
uh, so much uncertainty. Wow. You know, kidneys are still, uh, kidney function is still decreasing. I tried to work, couldn't work. And that went on till 2017. Wow. Finally had a kidney transplant. Um, a friend of mine I grew up with gave me his kidney. Oh, wow. And, uh, his name Liam Pillow. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Liam when you hear this. <laughs> yeah, Liam, you're, you're awesome. Yes, definitely. And um, so I went through that. I tried to work, and I was ready to get back out there. I think I came back a little too early. So long story short, I started making money uh, in 2019. Like I said, building, I like to say, complete athletes. Mental, when I say complete, I mean mentally and physically. Mm. Wow. Well, you, you, yeah, I want to, wow, a lot here that I want to get to, but, um, when you got that diagnosis and, and you were told, uh, to stop, does that mean stop working or what, what does that mean? She, I think she was referring mostly to the traveling aspect. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So stop working essentially. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Cause travel was a big part of what you were doing, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, and so, um, Let's give Liam a even bigger shout out. Tell, I mean, th- th- what was your relationship with Liam? We grew up together uh-huh. um, back in Chevrolet, Maryland. We played t-ball together. Mm-hmm. Um, this is I tell people all the time. This is destiny. So yeah. we left each other in um, Chevrolet. We met again in college. Met again at Radford University. Just wow. random. Really? Yes. He okay. knew a friend of my good friend from Virginia uh-huh. went to college there. I went to visit, and we're having a conversation. I, I literally said to him, do you know Liam Pillow? Uh-huh. He goes, I am Liam Pillow. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And um, you know, we just, you know, graduated together. He moved to Atlanta. And that's when I started thinking about, I didn't, you know, only major school, I think Virginia Tech was just starting to come come up. You know, that's, mm. um, I don't know if you remember Jim Drunkenmiller. Mm, yes, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. So his, the end of his era was when Virginia Tech started to become, uh, Frank Beamer, Michael Vick, right? You know? And yeah. I was there at Rafford during the end of his era, so it wasn't just no, it wasn't number one on my list to go right. to intern, right? Because it wasn't where Georgia Tech was, right? So that's you know I ended up at Georgia Tech and down in Florida, down in um down here in Georgia where we met again, you know. So I actually stayed with him for a little while till I found a full time job as I was interning. Mm. So it's just been. A life cycle. We just, wow. Yeah. What a journey. Um, and Ronnie, when you say you interned, I mean, were you, were those paid internships or were you having to uh, really pay your dues by giving sweat equity? Sweat equity. A hundred percent. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You, but you know, that going in, you know, yeah. just the, just, just the um, mentality with sports, you know, if you're, if you're a, a, a rookie, you get $8 million. That's mm-hmm. great, but you better fall in line when you step in it Talking about baseball, you've been stepping in line when you fall in that clubhouse. Mm-hmm. You know, right. you guys that have done what you've done for decades, literally, mm-hmm. maybe a half a decade, but they put their time in. Yeah, You have to respect that. So, And the same thing in strength conditioning in my field. We understand that. Yeah. Wow. So you uh, put all that time in, in both co- at the college and pro professional level. Um, why did you decide to start your own practice? Um, I really didn't have a choice because at the time, um, I didn't know if I could go back to pros and I, the college schedule is just, it's tough. Mm-hmm. You know, you're up at literally five in the morning and you can get home easily at 10 o'clock and then you start traveling again. It would have been the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, and just pro baseball, pro sports wasn't an option, you know, because of, um, like I said, the, uh, what I was just told not to do. 
Right. So um, I tried to work at gyms, and that just wasn't me. Yeah. You know, um, I just, I was, mentally, I was always still thinking about the kidney situation. Mm. I still couldn't sleep for a while. And that was a huge, I mean, I literally could not sleep. Really? Yeah. So um, I needed to go in kind of when I could go in. That Mm -hmm. would give me peace of mind. Yeah. So um, I just had to come up with something on my own. And here comes RK strength training, right? Exactly. Okay. Um, what? Why Alpharetta? I mean, why did you open in Alpharetta? That's a great question. Um, so I was training um, Paul Bird's son, Paul Bird, the former yeah. Brave. I was training yeah. his. I was training his son. Mm-hmm. Actually, let I, I me mean, backtrack. I was training in Midtown. Okay. And um, a friend and I was uh, contacted by Paul. Yeah, contacted by Paul. Because I met him in spring training, I was at the Mets. Mm-hmm. He said my son needs some speed training, so that's why I ended up there. But I was just traveling from uh, Midtown at the time where I lived to that to Alpharetta. Mm-hmm. What happened was um, he introduced me to a gentleman that was opening up a facility. He said he needed a speed strength guy to run it, to run that aspect of the business, mm-hmm. and that's how I ended up in Alpharetta. Gotcha, gotcha. And it sounds like you found Alpharetta a good place to be doing business and put roots down. Oh, definitely. You know, it's a baseball mecca. Mm-hmm. You know, at one time, um, Alpharetta had the most draft picks per capita in the country. Really? Yes, that was back when. And it, you can you can argue that Alpharetta, the Alpharetta East Cobb area, created travel baseball. Mm. You know, so um, at the time, it could you know, like I said, they were the founding fathers of um, of travel baseball. So I can think of a couple of draft picks off the top of my head since I've been working up there. In Alpharetta, so it is for me. It's an ideal place to be for baseball. There are literally travel baseball facilities within jogging <laughs> distance uh, yeah. of our location. So it's highly competitive with a lot of, you know, a lot of baseball action. Wow. Uh, Ronnie Kenyatta is with us, folks. He is a strength and conditioning coach, the owner of RK Strength Training. Um, so Ronnie, talk about. Let's talk about some specifics here and and um in speed mm-hmm. how, how what are some of the uh what's some of the work you do to improve an athlete's speed yeah so that's my passion speed um you know when i first come across an athlete there's, a, there's an assessment process mm-hmm. you know during this assessment process we're looking for muscle imbalance asymmetries of the bodies discrepancies and that's step number one then once I compile information, I find find the kids get what's called the athlete gets the corrective exercise routine to address, you know, the assessment. And then from there, start looking at mechanics. How do they run? You know, and um, I tell to make a point. This isn't true, but I just to get the athlete to listen. I say, um, you know, running is twice as hard as hitting a baseball. Talking about baseball player, running is twice as hard as hitting a baseball. They look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> And I was like, well, look at it from this perspective. How many trained repetitions or, you know, coached repetitions do you have when it comes to hitting? And I said, well, I have a hitting coach. coach and I said, what about uh, sprinting? They always get quiet and look at me like, that's a good point. Yeah. So it's not necessarily more difficult, but you have a lot more untrained reps. So that means you have a lot of bad habits. Mm. So that's when the sprint mechanics come into place. You know, we go over the basic mechanics. Um, when I was with the Mets, I learned from a gentleman by the name of Vern Gambetta, he was arguably the, the founding father of strength conditioning. And he had a protocol. The acronym was PAL, Posture, Arms, and Legs. Basically, I just followed that. My, I put my spin on it, 
But basically, I just follow that, address the athlete's uh, posture, then their arm action, mm -hmm. then their leg action. Mm. So that's, and then from there, we uh, go to plyometrics. That's power. That's jump. It's fancy word for jump training. Mm. So uh, we do plyometric training. And the whole, the whole premise there is power, developing power, moving as fast as you can from point A to point B. Number one and number two, force production. They have to be able to produce force as quickly as possible. And there comes your, the, your, your stride length, stride frequency. Mm -hmm. You want to have a strong stride length, but you want to touch the ground as frequently as possible without spending a lot of time on the ground. Mm. So if I could sum it all up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, that's fascinating. What, and uh, I guess talk a little bit about, um, what comes out of that assessment? You do this assessment. Um, what comes out of that? I mean, you, I assume for each person, there's a different uh, roadmap or, or um, guidelines that you give them in terms of further training. Yes, definitely. Um, what I spoke of initially, that's the movement aspect of the assessment. It's three parts. Movement, um, I call it the combine, which you see in football. We, they do the vertical jump, the 10-yard burst, things like that, and we end with strength training, obviously. Mm -hmm. But so we can pile all that information and develop a program for the, for the athlete, specifically designed for that athlete. You know, um, when I'm dealing with younger athletes, there's similar things that need to be addressed, especially today's athlete. That's another topic, but today's athlete is um, not as active as maybe 20 years ago just because of um, – I think it's a society thing. Mm. You know, they don't play like we used to play. Mm -hmm. um, so the things that we might have taken for granted, we learned on our own out during recess or after school. Mm -hmm. They um, they have to learn that at you know when they're training with us, right? Yeah, you know, so we have to incorporate that, and um, so we compile compile all this information. And like I said, we come up with that customized program that addresses their speed mechanics, like I talked about. Mm -hmm. Their um, core strength because that's huge because core is what enables you to transfer the energy from the ground up mm. yes from your but that that, that uh, period that location between the legs core and upper body mm -hmm. right so core the core is essential with that and we address everything core uh stability your ability to stabilize you don't want to i call it uh energy leaks when if you're running linearly but your body's moving, say, uh, rotationally, then you're wasting energy. Mm. So that's um, something that um, that's incorporated in the program as well. And I think that covers about everything as yeah. well. Well, that's pretty comprehensive. But you mentioned mindset, though. Yes. Let's let's talk about mindset. Yes, definitely. Um, today's athlete, today's athlete doesn't uh, understand. In my experience, not all athletes, not all athletes, <laughs> yeah. but in my experience, um, they don't understand a max effort. And I tell them, you're taking reps off. You know, we might be doing something that um, doesn't require max effort, but when it's time for max effort, you have, you have to be able to produce that. And today's athletes have a problem with that. Mm. They can't identify what max max effort is. Right. And to me, that's a that's a mindset. Mm -hmm. you know, that's how you approach your uh that's your work ethic that's how you approach your uh each your practice or your training session and the right mindset for me i always tell the guys when they're on the line you have to have the mindset of uh, a crazed hungry pit bull that hasn't eaten in a month 
Ah, oh. <laughs> that's that's quite a metaphor. Yes, yes. Yeah. and a, another one is are you familiar with the motivational speaker Eric Thomas? No, he's uh, it goes back Same to it. yeah. Well, he he talks about having that dog. Okay, that dog inside, and that's that that will, that intent, mm. and that's the foundation of the mindset that I want to preach because that's gonna when you approach every rep like that, it becomes your new normal, your default mode to mm. go hard every time, and even. If it doesn't require you to go hard, there's a level of focus that goes with that that mm. rep, that particular rep, the sub max. Mm. When you're focused, when you're when your default is going all out, your level, your awareness increases, your focus increases. So that um, that mental aspect that's needed during those sub max reps intensifies that repetition. Oh wow! And um, mindset. I can talk about mindset. All I'm trying to think of some other examples. While I was talking, I was thinking something. Well, while you're thinking about that, though, what strikes me, Ronnie, is that this is not just uh, applicable to athletes. This is a, applicable to all of us. I mean, in business, um, having having that, I'll call it dog default, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's in terms of how we approach our business, too. Yes, 100%. Yes. I feel that's something I had to learn because mm-hmm. um, going into business, I – you know, I just went to school for exercise science. Mm-hmm. So I was winging this for so long, you know, and um, the confidence wasn't there. Mm. You know, um, there's so many things I didn't want to do because I didn't want to see how bad numbers were. And I was listening to a gentleman on the radio and he said, if you're over 40 and you don't know anything about business, you better hire somebody that knows about business. Mm. So that's what I did. I hired a business coach. And now shout out to John Davis. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, John. <laughs> and, um, he has taught me first and foremost, the importance of the numbers. Mm-hmm. I actually saw the numbers and I was like, wow, they're improving and I can improve them, you know? And that's when everything I mentioned before started to carry over to my business. And that's when I saw, started seeing success. That's great. That's great. Uh, folks, again, we're here chatting with Ronnie Kenyatta. Ronnie is the owner uh, with, with RK strength, training he's uh, a strength and conditioning coach with uh his own company so um let's talk about you 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 kind of drew a picture of what today's high school college athlete looks like i mean what are their goal a lot of the goal for a lot of them is to be in the pros right so what what are professional scouts looking for in these athletes, what are the what's what catches their eye? It's a great question because um, I think today you think of a coach, say uh, Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's a coach, but he's also a CEO. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you come to this, come to his company, are you going to be a guy just asking random questions, not knowing your position, not um, understanding what Alabama is about? Or do you want to be a guy that is grounded in everything I just described? Mm. You did your research in Alabama. You've done your research on the football program. But most importantly, you have to do the research on yourself. You know, and that's the type of athlete guys want. I call it coaching yourself. You know, knowing, um, again, knowing Alabama football, knowing what Alan, Nick Saban believes in, mm-hmm. knowing where other athletes need to be in the field and knowing, definitely knowing everything about yourself physically. Are you uh, are you a little sore or are you injured? Yeah. You go to an athletic trainer and tell that athletic trainer, 
Um, my hamstring's a little sore. I think I need to come into the here and get treatment every day. Athletic transit look at you like you're crazy mm. because you know you just came to this program and you already want want to be baby. Mm. You need to know. You need to know yourself. You know yourself well enough to know that um, this is just a little tweak. I can foam roll this out. I can handle this on my own. You know, and if it becomes a real problem, then yes, you talk to the trainer. Then they'll be, then they'll recognize that. Right. Respect it. So that's um, part of coaching yourself, knowing the program and knowing your your body and controlling your mindset. Another thing I like to talk about is your makeup. There's no true definition of makeup. Um, I describe it as a player's uh, sport IQ, kind of what I described earlier, knowing yourself on the field, knowing your positions, mm-hmm. your emotional IQ. How do you handle it when you're sitting in, um, you know, the University of Georgia? Um, you're a quarterback. Everything's on the line. You have to make this last play. The game's on the line. Mm-hmm. How do you handle that? Mm-hmm. And then um, I was driving the other day. I was thinking something's still messing. And I call it leadership, just leadership qualities. You don't have to be a leader per se, but you have to have those qualities just so you get along with everybody in the locker room. Mm-hmm. You know, just because when somebody puts a microphone in your face, you know what to do. Right. You know, the, you know the right thing to say to the team to bring the energy up, to discipline the guys. I think those three aspects, when you're able to master those, then I think you can do You're providing uh, the scouts, coaches, what they want. I didn't touch on the physical, but that's almost kind of like self-explanatory. You have yeah. to have the speed. You have to have the strength or Nick Saban's not even going to look at you, right? Right. So the speed, the strength, the agility, the athleticism, that's part of it. And that's really, uh, I won't say it's a given, but – there are a lot of folks out there that have speed, right? There are a lot of folks out there that have strength. Um, so what you're saying is it's a lot more than that. And that's really ultimately where you're going to get judged. hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Um, what, what are the, can you talked about, uh, leadership, emotional qualities, mindset it is, I'm sure you get this question all the time, which is why I need to ask it. Um, can these, traits be learned are they innate uh innate uh or you know are they uh, uh nat- they do they come natural um talk about that um yes yes meaning yes, yes and yes innate, exactly 100 <laughs> okay. percent. Yeah. Okay. they can be learned and they're innate i mm-hmm. think you're in a better position when they're innate mm-hmm. you know yeah they're innate and you're still learning at the same time that's the ultimate position you mm-hmm. you, you just wake up from your God blessed you, your parents' genes. You are a leader. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we have to improve on that. Right. You know, so yeah. when you're in that state of mind, that's the ultimate place to be. So, mm. yes and yes. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, let's talk about minimizing injuries. Injuries happen, uh, they happen to everyone. How do you minimize them and their effect? That's a great question. And um, it's a holistic approach. You know, everything I said from the mental perspective applies to preventing injury, taking ownership of your body. I, I want all my athletes to have their own routine, and I recommend as their athletic journey uh, progresses, take something from each strength conditioning coach. I'm talking strictly my field right now, but mm-hmm. that applies to, you know, whatever sport you're in, you know, mm-hmm. meaning baseball guy, not only a strength trainer, but you're also your, your coach, what you have through your career, but I'm gonna focus on strength conditioning. So take every take something from each coach from high school up. 
your strength coach, trainer, whatever, and um, master that. Because mm. once you do that, then when you're training to minimize these injuries, you're foam rolling, you're doing your corrective uh, exercise routine. It's it's part of who you are, mm. you know. And once it's part of who you are, so your default, you already have these habits built in. Because the easy part is just showing up like a like a robot. Okay, lift. Okay, sprint. Okay, do these things. But if you're not understanding these things, it's not become a habit. It's not going to become who you are. Mm. It goes back to coaching yourself. Mm -hmm. so it always goes back to that for me. Coaching yourself becomes developing these habits. Attack each workout, like Eric Thomas says, with that dog mentality. And you will, do that, that will put you in a position to minimize injuries. Mm. Got it. So let's uh, talk about the uh, athletes that you work with. Do you work... Uh, let's talk about ages and stages and the different sports that they're in. Yes. So I, I'll just to keep it simple from middle school to professional. Okay. Now, if I could put together my ideal athlete, it would be um, probably a junior in high school, junior or senior in high school, mm -hmm. and a college athlete. Okay. Those are ideal for me because obviously, you know, that older, uh, more mature high school athlete is looking to get into college. And, a college athlete has enough talent, he is going to, he or she is going to want to go to play at the professional level. Mm -hmm. So those are the ideal for me because of the level of focus and a lot of the things I described earlier and your, I wouldn't call it your athletic personality. Mm -hmm. So that would be ideal um, for me. And sports-wise, obviously baseball is number one, but um, soccer is a close, a close second right now. Oh, really? Now. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised, but soccer is extremely popular out here. Mm -hmm. And um, lacrosse is probably – I don't have a lot of lacrosse players, so if you know of any. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But um, for, for what I understand, mm -hmm. uh, lacrosse is a close third. Mm. So those uh, sports, my sports in particular, um, you know, baseball, uh, soccer, and football recently. Like I mentioned something. Yeah. Talking off mic. Right. Know, um, that opportunity. So football is knocking on the door. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. What I think would be great, Ronnie, is for you to share a success story, maybe uh, that illustrates the great work you do um, and uh, help, helps people put some flesh and bones on some of the things you've described. Perfect, perfect, yeah. yes. I always mention uh, my client, Michael. He um, worked with me for about a year, mm -hmm. and he wanted to play D1 baseball. We dropped his, we decreased his 60 time from, I think he came to me, he was a 7, seven three seven four type. We got him down to around a 6'9", mm -hmm. put on 20 pounds, and um, he, he was at uh, Holy Cross. That's just, the main part of the story is this. So he was, um, I told him the mindset, the mentality, mm -hmm. said, look, you're a freshman going into D1, play D1, a D1 sport. They're going to test you. I told him literally this: They're gonna get you five, five o'clock. Gonna get you up five o'clock in the morning, make you do something just to test you. Mm -hmm. So he's there for a while, maybe a month and a half, maybe two. What happens? They get him up five o'clock in the morning. They go to the weight room. All the freshmen they just push a weighted sled back for two hours. Mm. He said, "Guys were complaining, throwing up, mm -hmm. passing out." Right. <laughs> <laughs> but he was sitting, he was there unfazed. Wow! At that point, he gained. All the respect of the players, the coaches. He was another guy at another level at that point. Mm. So um, that's my the story I love to share. Yeah, it kind of it kind of sums up what 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 I what I'm about with my athletes 
it, yes, he was prepared physically, but it was the mentality that took him to the next level. Oh, wow. Yeah. What a great story. Uh, and, and one to be proud of in terms of your work. One more, uh, question about the, the, uh, athletes you work with. Do you work just in Alpharetta or remotely? Yes. I work online. Well, let me back up. I work, um, I I do mobile training as well. I have a couple of guys that work with me Mm -hmm. and, um, we're in the process of starting to expand the Buckhead and maybe even the South side if things go as planned. Mm -hmm. And yes, I've, 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 since day one, I've worked remotely. Okay. And I like to say this, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited because I'm getting a new app that's Oh wow! Yeah, it's more directed towards uh, strength strength conditioning coaches. The old app was great. Shout out to Trainerize. Yeah, it was great. Uh huh. But um, it just was a kind of more of a fitness, not just, but it was more of a fitness app. Mm-hmm. But the one I'm working on now, um, I'm thrilled to. It's like I said, it's directed towards strength coaches. Strength is is used from levels like I'll mention. I'll say UGA this time. It's used from UGA all the way to the Buffalo Bills. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, That's um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm pumped about that. Yeah, you should be. Wow, this has been great, Ronnie. Um, I can't imagine there aren't some folks that want to be in touch. So let's tell them how they can find you. Awesome, awesome. Well, I, I spend a lot of time on social media, especially Instagram and now Facebook. Probably mm-hmm. more time on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So I'm um, at RK Strange Training all over the place. Uh, all social medias, but you know, Instagram and Facebook, same. Uh, my website is rkstrengthtraining.com. Mm-hmm. And if you're on, uh, if you're in Alpharetta, exit 12, McFarland and Highway 9, right across from the Dunkin' Donuts, we are there. That's a, that's a dangerous place to be across from. <laughs> uh, for your for your clients, uh, um, Ronnie Kenyatta, folks, uh, RK Strength Training. Uh, Ronnie, this has been great. I'm delighted we have the ch- chance to celebrate you and the great work you're doing. Congratulations on that work. Thank you very much, John. I appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. Hey, folks, just a quick thought for you. If you're looking for a different kind of team building experience, one that does not involve uh, potentially uh, twisted ankles and broken arms and mosquito bites, I've got a suggestion for you. Give Andrew Traub, the executive chef at A&S Culinary Culinary Concepts, a call, 678-336-9196. Yes, Andrew runs an award-winning culinary studio, and they do great corporate catering, but they also have a corporate team-building activity. It's fantastic. And I know I've been there, and uh, it's just a lot of fun. Uh, You get to stand around and uh, cook and chat with your teammates and then uh, eat what you cooked. And it's terrific. And Andrew and his team, they make sure it turns out great, too. So um, asculinaryconcepts.com is the website. Or call Andrew at 678-336-9196 if you'd like to learn more. And for uh, folks, North Fulton Business Radio is now, uh, we've passed 550 episodes of this show. We've we've uh, been around this long because you have helped us get to this point uh, through listening, through your support, and because you've shared the show. And that's what we're all about here at Business Radio X is celebrating the great work of entrepreneurs, business leaders, community leaders like Ronnie. Uh, if you've heard something here that makes you want to share the show, please do so. And uh, please continue to support us in that way. And But most importantly, 
support them in this way because that's what we're all in it for is to celebrate business here at Business Radio X. So for my guest, Ronnie Kenyatta, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.